Welcome to the Travel Lounge podcast with the travel expert Sarah Slattery and award-winning travel journalist and broadcaster Ed Finn. Every week we will bring you the latest happenings from holidays at home to exciting places and destinations around the world. We will also have some special guests joining us from time to time. So sit back and relax in the exclusive Travel Lounge and we'll call you when your flight is boarding. This week, we're going to talk about a favourite destination for the Irish traveller, Malaga, a place that I've been going to for many years and a place that, Sarah, you came for the first time just this October. I did, Ed, yes. And despite, like probably many Irish people, visiting Malaga Airport many times, I always turned right and went to the Costa del Sol, the beach resorts. I never was actually in Malaga City until recently. And God, I can't believe what I've been missing for the last 30 years. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, no, I mean, we're going to talk about a few things today. I mean, something that you got me to do, which I had never done, the Caminito del Rey, which was supposed about 60 kilometers outside Malaga and Malaga City itself. But firstly, let's just start off with Picasso in Malaga, which of course is being celebrated. It's Picasso's 50th anniversary in 2023. And of course, he was born in Malaga, lived there until he was 12. All his early influences came from there. People say the colors of Malaga are all represented in his works and his beautiful paintings. His fall they used to paint as well, lovely birds and stuff like that. And of course, the Malaga that he grew up in was way different to the Malaga that we experienced now just last month. Now, Picasso, of course, when he left Spain, he moved to Coronia from Malaga, he went to Coronia and then he left Spain and he said he would never return until there was democracy in Spain again. And of course, unfortunately, that didn't happen during his lifetime. So he never went back to Spain. So Sarah, you came and visited the Picasso Museum. And as museums go, I think people would understand it's not a big, huge museum, but it's a very, very attractive boutique museum, which really specializes on him. And then, of course, the Casa Natal, where he was born and the church where he was baptized is all there. What were your impressions of it, Sarah? Yeah, I, I actually think it's a definitely a must visit in Malaga City. And like, as you said, it's a small museum, beautiful building, actually, really, really nice inside as well. Obviously, the paintings, but I thought the building itself was beautiful and definitely a must visit, without a doubt. Yeah, and I mean, just for people to know, next year, I mean, as you said, it's 50 it's it's Picasso's 50th anniversary, 1973 to 2023. In Spain, there'll be 16 exhibitions, all kind of rep from the main cities, which were linked to Picasso's life. Of course, Malaga, A Coruña, Bilbao, Barcelona itself, and Madrid. So, I mean, that's, there's an awful lot happening. I mean, as I said earlier, Picasso, born in Malaga, he lived there till he was just over 10 years old. Climate there was beautiful. I mean, the doves in the Plaza de la Mercad, where we were, the flamenco in the streets, they would have been bull rings then. The bullfighting was there when he was young, sir, with his father. I mean, these were things that remained forever, I suppose, anchored in his memory and kind of, you know, became represented. Like in 1891, they all moved to Coronia um, when he was young. I was only 10 or something. And then he joined the School of Arts there. Barcelona, of course, he went, the Casa went there as well. And all the cities, kind of Madrid, you know, the places that he was, that he traveled around in Spain are all doing great things for next year. So I think people definitely, Sarah, Malaga, it's just if we look at it as as a city in terms of what we did just for her leisure traveling in terms of the tapas tours and the sightseeing that we did as well with the beaches there, it has a huge amount to offer, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, I mean, Picasso Museum is just one of 30 museums in Malaga City. It's hard to believe when you're there. I always thought it kind of felt like a town rather than a big city to me, even mm. though I think it's, it's Spain's third or fourth largest city. Um, but there's That's just correct. so much to do there as well. I mean, of course, you have to do you have to uh, do a tapas tour because the streets are thronged with lots of really really cool 
tapas bars, people sitting outside, all socializing in real typical Spanish style. And, and the food is fantastic. But just the atmosphere is gorgeous as well. And all the streets, the marble streets, it's just a really pretty to walk around. Buildings. Uh, yeah, I was really, really taken with Malaga. And I said, I was really surprised that, that pe- more people don't visit, particularly when, when so many visit the Costa del Sol. I think definitely they should take a day or two out and uh, make sure they go into mm. the city as well. Yeah. One of the highlights there, I think, for us and for, for the two of us, we were we had a beautiful Sunday lunch in uh, Los Patios de Beatas, which is only one minute walk, actually, from the Picasso Museum. And we, they brought us all these amazing, I mean, it was really, it was gourmet tapas there, wasn't it? The food and the fish and the wines. It's a wine club as well. And the guy that owns it makes his own wine. That was one of the best uh, lunches I've ever had. It was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. De- and, and in fact, if you were going, I'd nearly say go in the evening time, do the tasting menu. There's so like the, what was it? Six courses, I think we had all paired with wine and it was about 50 euro. And this is yeah. one of the gourmet restaurants in uh, Malaga. It's absolutely, the food was fantastic. The wine was great. And like f- when you think of the price compared to what we pay at home um, yeah. and, and that, as I said, that would be one of the more expensive restaurants. But I would say, you know, take time, do it over dinner because if you can remember us said after lunch like we weren't fit for anything after it you know so I think no, it's no, I, I, yeah, if you're doing the tasting menu I'd say definitely do it at night time or else yeah. if, you, if you're going at lunchtime maybe just have some of the uh, smaller tapas Exactly. And just to give people an idea, I mean, the black cod with coconut sauce, you could have it as a starter, it was eight euro. And as a main course, <clears throat> it was 16 euros. And then there was the um, the red shrimp risotto, which was absolutely like one of the best risottos that I've ever had. But, you know, they have squid ceviche, they have sea bass. I mean, just to give people an idea, it's, as I said, it's, it's a restaurant really. I mean, they, as you said, they do the tapas. They have a whole team of sommeliers there as well. And if you want really incredible wines, and as you said, you can do a light, you can do lunch. I mean, Sarah, I'd go for lunch and I'd be going for dinner the day after as well yeah. because the food was, it was, and I was lucky because I had done it just before you came along as well when we met, but it was really, that was a great, a great spot to go to. Yeah. Now, when we arrived on the first day as well, we wandered up the streets and we we had some croquettes and two, remember it was 30 degrees yeah. at the very end of October. Yeah. We had two lovely beers and we had lovely other local little tapas as well and just fabulous value and that is the great thing about Malaga isn't it all these beautiful streets aside from the massive Lorias Calle de Lorias of course which is the shopping street now will be all lit up loads of lights for Christmas but it was there's just so many gorgeous little streets off the side streets it has all of that doesn't it yeah I mean we, we were given lots of tips for places to eat but everywhere we stopped like even just a small like that place which we we hadn't heard of everywhere we we went the food was really good and I suppose there's so many tapas restaurants restaurants all competing with one another, you know, and they're all, it's all really, really good local food. Another place you went to on the tapas tour, we did a great tapas tour where we love Malaga. Really, really uh, highly recommend that as well. But yeah, that was a that's place We went to uh, Las Gatos. I'm just looking at it here, Las Gatos. And if you remember, w- what was really nice about that place is you're allowed to actually pick your own tapas within the tour. So you can kind of go up and there's a massive big selection of those kind of larger tapas. They're kind of like pintos where you have the cocktail stick in the middle um, so that they're slightly bigger size and you can pick them as part of the tour. And the food. do you remember the pepper steak little mini burger was just oh amazing. Oh my God, they were, yeah, that was yeah, delicious. Yeah, and yeah that was they amazing. were, I mean, that was, that's a, that's an institution there as well. Yeah. Big, huge, massive plates going out. Yeah. 
And again, the value for money there was just amazing. And you could see the people there were just really having a ball. And there was the guys are all like they're on stage. It's like you're in a, it's like theater, isn't it? They're just yes. so fabulous and engaging. That was yes. that was a great place. And we went to the we went to the bodega as well, where they make all the Malaga wines. Now, some of those were different to what we would normally use as wines. Remember this the whites and the reds, the big yeah. huge long wooden tables, the barrels everywhere. Again, like this is all over Malaga, all these experiences. And it's like yeah. see, from the old to the new. The other thing we did as well, Sarah, was the Pompidou Centre, of course, which is the, the only Pompidou Centre outside of France or Paris where it is. And that was really interesting. I mean, just in terms of something different, very modern take on it. They have all these permanent exhibitions and then visiting exhibitions. The beautiful blue or the big coloured box that you'll see when you walk down by the by the port area there. That was kind of nice as well. Very kind of, if you like a bit of culture, I think it was very good. Yeah. No, and 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 I love that whole area. That was another thing that surprised me about Malaga. Like you've got the historical old town. It's I think I said actually it's, a, it's the third or fourth largest city. I think it's actually the sixth largest city in Spain, but it's one of the oldest, third or fourth oldest cities in Western Europe. So that's that right, yeah. confused there. But so the historical center is absolutely gorgeous. As you can imagine, such an old um, city. But then down by the harbor, down by the, the Pompidou Center, you've got this kind of modern port area that's completely different. And you're literally 10 minutes walk away. So the contrast between the, the historical center and the modern port, and you've got all international restaurants down there as well. Um, is, and it's just literally a few minutes walk away. So that's that. I found that really interesting. A little bit like, I suppose, that the contrasting architectural styles all around the city between, you know, you can see the Phoenicians, the influences from the Moors, all the different buildings uh, over the years. And it's an architectural uh, dream, I'd say, uh, people wandering around. But it's just really, really interesting the different contrasts I found throughout the city. Yeah, no, absolutely. And in terms of, I mean, I mean, hotels, Sarah, and I mean, affordability for people to say now, we stayed at the hotel, the Soho Boutique Hotel, I think, what was the name of the one we stayed in? Um, they're part of the Soho Hotel Soho. Group, SohoHotels.com. <laughs> that was a great location. Again, a simple hotel, just breakfast there. They didn't have any, it's like, I suppose, what you'd call a Garney Hotel, you know, just bed and breakfast. But beautiful rooms, lovely big, you know, the nice kind of Louvre doors. And I thought it was very comfortable. And in terms of location, it was a great place to stay. Yeah, and great value. The uh, Soho Boutique Hotel Colomb is the one we stayed in, but they have a couple of different hotels in the city. Um, they don't have a bar or terrace or pool or anything like that. But they, for a four-star hotel, they're really, really well-priced. Great location, big rooms, gorgeous staff. Uh, yeah, so like definitely uh, one a good place to stay. And then in, in general, the, the value on hotels there is quite good as well and there's lots of good value four-star hotels also some apartments for families and um, that were good, good value as well so yeah definitely um it's 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 very reasonable for for a city um for city price and in fact i checked out as well sarah when i went down i am um, they also have one and they have a lot of hotels around they've one in Torremolinos that has a swimming pool and it's right near the beach and Carmelinas, of course, just down the road and it has a nice, you can get a terrace and the rooms there I was just looking for November, December were like 70, 65, 70 euros a night for two people with the, you know, which was kind of really, really affordable if you wanted something. But of course, you're not guaranteed the weather now there. But again, just, I, I just thought, you know, the combination was nice. If you did want that uh, yeah. beach experience just up the road, even though we must say, of course, Malaga also has two beaches so you don't need to go anywhere if you want to stay in Malaga. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
you, you've got, it's, it's actually lovely um, walking down or cycling down. We I, uh, do, we did a bike tour as well and cycled right out to Pedregaleco, which is a gorgeous little seaside town. And you're passing the beach there. Um, and it's, it's you know, it's when you're doing, you really realise how much there is to offer. You've got the most stunning cathedral right in the centre of the town. You've got the um, Al-Kazaba, the, the, the Moorish Palace up the yeah, top. That, which, that be, that's just beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. There really is so much to see and do um, in Malaga City. But what's great about it is it's all so compact. It's so easy to just wander around. You'll see most of the sites are very close together. Um, and then if you want to go out to the beach for the afternoon, you, you can do that separately. But um, but yeah, that that's another huge um, selling oh. point uh, to, to, to visit. You know, it, it, is, it doesn't feel like a big city. Sure, doesn't it? feels quite small because everything, all the, the, the main sites are, are so close together. And even yeah. the, the Alcazaba, even the, the, the um, to get up there, you can go up there by lift. So you don't even have to... Um, yeah. Have to take the steps, you know. That's right. And our, we had a our, we had a wonderful tour guide. He actually remember he walked he walked from Malaga to Santiago in seven weeks. He walks the whole Camino. He walked the whole of Spain. Really interesting guy. Um, and we'll put details of that up on the podcast on the information. But what you were saying there is really interesting. I mean, the it is like a town. You have the botanical garden, a botanic garden there as well. You have so much to offer. Um, just finishing up on the Picasso side of things. I suppose we've just said. I mean, if anybody wants to go for that it's I mean next year it'll never be a better time and the motto they have Sarah the other night when we were chatting to the people from Malaga Spain inspired Picasso come find your inspiration in Spain and I thought that was a nice little kind of motto that they had for the whole Picasso campaign now you told me about this walk I hadn't even heard of it I had done the Camino bits and pieces the Caminito del Rey and this was something that you wanted to do and I must say this was one of the best days I've ever had in Spain or anywhere else yeah, it was fabulous, wasn't it? Um, and for for anyone who doesn't know about it, it's literally um, about an hour from Malaga City, and it's a, it's called the Caminito del, we- del Rey. So it's the King's Walk or the King's Little Path. Mm. Um, if you think of Camino being like a big path, the Caminito is a small one. And um, it was it, it, it's this it's a sort of a, it's a cliff path walk. Um, that's really only it takes about it looks it's seven point seven kilometers, but it takes about two and a half um, hours to do it. But it's not a difficult walk like you don't have to be fit to do it it's not particularly steep or anything like that you wouldn't want to be afraid of heights um it is obviously a, it's a cliff path so it's it's hanging it's, it's ha- overhanging um on cliff faces and at particular points um and it was it was originally built to bring materials um and maintenance workers to a local um hydroelectric dam and then the king alfonso back in, in 1921 i think officially opened it and that's when it, why it was called the king's little walk and then since then it's been completely restored and open to the public in 2015. But it's like, if anybody knows the Gobbins up in uh, up in Northern Ireland, it's kind of the Gobbins, but probably multiplied by, I don't know, 10, would you say? It's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the Gobbins, but it's it's like it's the Gobbins as if you were in Mount Rushmore or Utah. Yeah. Um, massive steep gorges. I mean, you're talking about that beautiful, almost sort of um, Murcia type, Western, you know, um, very beautiful landscape. I mean, very different. And the, the way the light and the sun would catch the the gorges and the cliffs there. I mean, it was completely amazing, like just stunning. Yeah, no, absolutely stunning. And as I said, it's not for 
people who think it looks difficult, it really, really isn't. It's a walk. I think children under eight can't do it, but um, otherwise it's pretty much suitable for anybody unless you have uh, obviously fair heights. But it's it's really, really beautiful. It's 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 you're stopping every few minutes for photos. It's so scenic and um, it's just so different to the city life or the beach life. So it's something I would definitely recommend people do. Yeah, and it was really easy because the train from um, Malaga goes right. It's the Seville train that went up. I think it was what, 50 minutes. It was five euros each way. Um, when you got there, there was the shuttle bus that you just pay a few euros for that you get um, and make sure that you get on the, the first one that you see because otherwise you'd be delaying around the place. Um, and then you walk when you get the bus up about 15 minutes and then you walk the whole way back. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah, and gorgeous restaurant at the end um, in this little hotel. I can't think of the name of it now, but um, don't fall for the food trucks when El you Chor- Well, El, El Choro is the El Choro, L-E-L-C-H-O-R-R-O. El Choro is the station that you hop off at. So yeah. it's just the hotel there. The hotel there. And it was just gorgeous rooftop restaurants. Perfect way to kind of finish off your, your walk. Um, but yeah, I would the one that, tip I would say is definitely allow plenty of time for when you, your train arrives in case you do miss the first bus. And then when you, when you get there, you have another 15, 20 minute walk to get to the start of it. So I would say allow an hour to 90 minutes from when your yeah. train arrives until your ticket is booked. And you do need to pre-book your tickets in advance because numbers are restricted on the walk as well. Mm, absolutely. And I mean, really, it is, as you said, I mean, you wear helmets, of course. They, they, they you know, you can you can organize a guided tour if you want. There's group guided walks. But I, if you if you book in advance, far enough in advance, you can also get on, you know, your um, just general admission where you can just walk yourself. And I loved that, Sarah, because I know we had a guide and everything and then we don't own time for photographs. But um, like I loved the, um, the freedom of being able to just walk. I mean, we were passing by the groups and you could pick up bits that they were being told about. And of course, very interesting, but it's lovely to be able to just, when you do it just as a couple or if, you know, just two people on yourselves and you don't have any guided information coming at you. It's a, I find that experience is a lovely different experience and I really enjoyed it. It was so relaxing. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you say relaxing because when you think of a, a walk like that, you don't think of it being relaxing, but it actually was. And I would always usually recommend a guide in most um, instances, but I think the fact that we were able to just wander and stop it when we wanted and take Okay, let's tell the truth, Sarah. We did have we did have a guide booked, right? But yeah. we missed the first bus, so the guide was the guide was indisposed when we got there, and we would have had to wait another half an hour for the guide, and we just decided to head yeah. off ourselves, didn't we? Yeah, no, that's well, that's exactly what happened. But in hindsight, I think it's the kind of you know when you saw the big massive group stopping for yeah. photos with the guide. I think I'd rather be on my own and be able to stop. Well, I suppose if you're like me and you want to take 101 photos, I've constantly stopping yeah. for photos. 101 is putting it mildly, lads, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's probably, probably handy not having the guide in that particular instance. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, definitely a fabulous thing to do. And and I suppose that's one thing about the whole Andalusia region. You know, when you are, when you do fly into Malaga, you know, there's so many day trips. You can go to Ronda, you can go to Granada, the Alhambra Palace. There's so many day trips and excursions you can do from there. You know, when you think we're sort of, I don't know, nearly institutionalized a bit, we're just so used to go to the Costa del Sol and we go to the Costa del Sol and that's it. But actually, really, Andalusia should be, you really should discover some of the other fabulous um, cities and towns and places to visit uh, within, the, within the region. Yeah, no, and definitely. And I mean, for sure, like as I said, I, I know I've been doing it. I discovered it a few good few years ago, Malaga itself. Um, but it, it just has so much. I mean, it's a place that I someone said to me, would you live there in the morning? I'd 
sense. Absolutely. You know, because it's just, it has everything you'd want that lovely. It has that city, but small feel to it as well. The, you know, the kind of almost like a, a village feel to it. And yet there's neighborhoods. It has all those, the big, I mean, the Picasso, the museum itself, big one that they use now as the big museum. I mean, that is fantastic. But uh, so no loads of stuff there. Um, we'll put up, I'll put up the addresses um, for people, the Museo Picasso, um, and I'll put up the different, we'll put up the different um, website addresses anyway, Sarah, for the museums and for the different links, wheelofmalaga.com yeah. and for the guides and, and stuff. Felipe, our guide as well, he was very good, particularly for if you're looking for culture, art, uh, he's yeah. particularly good. So we, we, we put his name up. Um, yeah. And then and I have Anna, and our and, and Anna Pavlova, who was really lovely. She was actually, as you can imagine, uh, Russian originally, but living 19 years now in Malaga and she absolutely loves it and uh, she loves Ireland as well. But she was saying that, um, you know, it was just, she, she obviously married a Spanish guy, that's what brought her there. But like, she was really nice and I must say, it was lovely to see how she just, once she got to the field of place, she never wanted to leave either. No, I know. And uh, and, and, and and you could, I, could, I said that I think at one point in my stories that it is the type of place you could see yourself living. Um, Just even for, for so many reasons, I mean, just the whole atmosphere in the city is great, but just with how much there is to do in within the area, so many things to do from there. Um, and the train service, of course, is so good. You got, get to see so many places. But I have a, um, a Malaga travel guide on my site as well, on the travelexpert.ie. And there's a lot of the restaurants we spoke about. Um, a lot of the links are in that as well. Um, Brilliant. So we'll, we'll have a combination of, of, of everything there. Yeah. And if anybody wants to hear, by the way, I interviewed on my Sunday show as well, I interviewed Jose Lebrero, who is the artistic director for the Picasso Museum. And we had a lovely chat with uh, Jose over there. He told us all about, if you want really in-depth information about Picasso, his life and the whole year coming up, um, you'll get all that on sunshineradio.ie. Just look up the Sunday show podcast, Sarah, and you'll get, you can listen back to that interview there, which uh, was really nice as well in the library in the Picasso Museum. Yeah, brilliant to be able to do it locally as well. So that was great. Yeah, great stuff. So after all the tapas and after all, we had the lovely walk, we came back full of health and full of beans and it was really great. So um, great, Sarah. I think I think uh, it's lovely for, for people now next year to be able to plan something, even though, as I said, around um, Picasso as well, of course, but just to be able to plan it around it. I mean, you'll be able to go and see, as you said, where he's born, the museum, Bring you can get lovely little uh, souvenirs there. And of course, just to enjoy the whole area. And definitely, I'd say, Sarah, book, book the, the walk for people. I'd say, if you haven't done it, it's really, that is a phenomenal um, experience and just one of a kind, unique. I loved it. Yeah, me too. I'll have to get back traveling again soon. Yes, definitely, Sarah. A great time and it's great to get back traveling again. So if anybody wants to go to Malaga and uh, any of the information that we have, Sarah, you're putting all that up on the page, right? Yeah, um, I think we have some on the on the podcast and then I have a travel guide on my website, thetravelexpert.ie, lots of info there, restaurant tips and uh, links to all the stuff we spoke about today. But um, if for nothing else, if you're planning a trip, I mean, I think Malaga is a standalone um, holiday or city break personally. But if no, if nothing else, even if you're just going to Costa del Sol on your holidays, take time to visit. Take it on the train, go into Malaga City and uh, I guarantee you won't regret it. Brilliant. Totally agree with that, Sarah. Okay, guys, that's it from the Travel Lounge this week. Look forward to chatting to you all again soon. Bye. So thank you for joining us in the Travel Lounge. Listen, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. And happy travels.